Hello and welcome to Until We Arise podcast. This episode is entitled, Love is Humbling. Hello and welcome to Until We Arise, where we bridge a divided people to loving community, empowering resources, and a compassionate Christ. My name is Rachel, and I'm the founder and CEO of Until We Arise. Hey, my name is Veronica, and I am the co-founder and CFO of Until We Arise, and our vision is to build a thriving global community of women who combat injustice and oppression with love and compassion. Yes, and today we are just us two. (laughs) And I'm so excited though, because we were praying and seeking the Lord. And as we prepped for today, I believe that this is going to be the kind of episode that it's going to tie up a lot of loose ends for people, bring breakthrough for people. Um, And today's title is called Love is Humbling Yourself. Mm. When you think about humbling yourself, what comes to mind, friend? Oh man, Um, humbling myself. I think I'll say for me, it means being willing, I might get deep too quick, but being willing to like look at myself in a very like clear light, like, Mm. oh, do you really have that mocha in your nose? Like, (laughs) you know, that's something Val likes to point out at me. He's like, babe, you you got a cliffhanger. And I'm like, why? Like, it gets annoying. Sometimes, but I'm like, but oh, would you rather know you have a cliffhanger in your nose? Or you rather just him pretend you don't have anything and just walking around life, like whatever. So yeah. I think those are like, I mean, that's a very obviously like simple thing. Yeah. It's like being willing to look at those things that can embarrass us. You know, um, that's what I think it just means being open to like being okay with being wrong and, yeah. and you know, like knowing that I don't have all the answers and I'm not going to have all the answers always. Yeah, that's good. And for me, I think love is humbling myself. I think the initial thought with that is like offensive, Mm -hmm. right? Like I feel offended immediately. Like, (laughs) and I don't feel that way anymore so much because I've learned so much about it, but I have, I spent years living and sitting in offense, like offended at the thought that someone would want to put me down. And I think it's interesting. Like, um, there's a lot of risks that I didn't take as a teenager because I didn't want anybody to tell me I was wrong. And you and I actually talked about this. Like, I think the other day, like, I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to ask too many questions. I don't want to try anything out there that's going to be too much because I don't want anybody to tell me, oh, sit your butt down. You don't know what you talk about, right? Like, yeah. And I have that same, and, and it can manifest in perfectionism or different things. You can say mm-hmm. it different ways. But the reality is, like, I don't, like, I immediately will find it offensive. And, like, my immediate response to being humbled or being asked to be humble is to fight back and be like, Mm-mm, what about you? Have you seen, is your nose booger free? Like, you know? <laughs> but like, you know, but when I was a kid, I don't think I had that snappy attitude. I more so was like, oh my God, I'm, uh, and I, I went inward and I just mm-hmm. felt like more insecure. You yeah. know, I didn't like being tall because I didn't like people pointing out that I was tall for whatever reason. It made me notice that I was different or like, I didn't want to, I couldn't afford the fancy shoes. So I didn't want to wear anything that even looked like Adidas because if it was the wrong Adidas or the wrong Nike or the like, and then be embarrassed by it, that felt so humbling. Like, oh, you you thought you were faking it like you you got money. You thought you were faking mm-hmm. it like you got style. You thought you were faking it like you got knowledge. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, here's the truth. You're not that smart. You're yeah. not that stylish. You're not, we know you're broke. Like, mm-hmm. I think, oh, so for me, I think it's interesting. And I think this is, I didn't, we didn't even discuss this part, but like this power struggle that we face whether we come from poverty, whether we come from um, this position of oppression, like us as women having faced different types of oppression. Yeah. Um, I know that your experience, like being raised here as a, um, as an immigrant here, when you're raised here in the United States, mm-hmm. for me, having parents who were like drug addicts and, or my, my mom wasn't, but my dad was. And like that experience having like those, even people didn't know about these things, mm-hmm. but they were just things that we carried on our shoulders. And I think, Whenever someone tried to humble us, 
mm-hmm. for me, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sweep you in, but <laughs> tried to humble me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it felt so offensive and hurtful. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know where to go. So when the idea of humility and humbling myself comes in, it's a hard pill to swallow because I've been fighting my whole life to, to, to find the spot that I feel like I should have, like I deserve mm-hmm. or something. And so to be asked to humble myself feels like somebody's trying to put me down again. Do you and know I what I mean? That comes partially because we have such a negative connotation with the word. Like yeah. as you're talking about it, I realize that humble, like to humble yourself, if someone's like, like you need to humble yourself, it it usually like is in a sense of you're thinking highly, you're thinking more highly of yourself than you really are. And so it has that neg like it has that negative sense of like you're not who you think you are. So bring it all the way down. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why it's like we fight to humble ourselves so much because we do have that idea that it's not a good thing. That if someone's mm-hmm. telling you to humble yourself, it's because you're wrong. It's because you're not who you think you are. It's because um whatever, right? Like I think it contradicts and an, a thought or a view of ourselves that we have. So it contradicts this expectation that we have of ourselves. And so then I think it has that like, oh, I'm not fat. I'm not as popular. I'm not as wealthy. Or what I feared the most of who I thought I was is proven to be true. Mm, yeah. I, I don't belong here because I'm like for me, right? I don't belong here because I'm not American enough, you know, or like mm. I the right, I these are not the right shoes because I, I am, I don't have the money that I I know I don't have, you know? And so I think sometimes it, it, it confronts this fear that we may have about ourselves or who we think we are. And I, I think that's so good, Veto, because like it's not just the idea of these things happen, but happening, but they're real. Mm-hmm. They're real, actual fears and real, actual things that do come out. Like, like I think I, there's significant moments in our lives that something appears, right? Like, when we're like, oh, this is not just an empty fear, but legit. Like, okay, I'll say just not to focus on your immigration. So you can share your story about how that came up. But, but when you went to like Peru and you couldn't come back and you were in Sonora. I didn't think this part was making me cry. What the heck? Get it together. I was so enraged. Like, I was so afraid. Like, mm-hmm. I, I did trust the Lord. You know, I knew like I was doing, but there was this other very, very human. I didn't know what to do part of me. Right. And it's not going to be about you. It's going to be about me and you. But like, <laughs> I wanted to like yell and scream at the border. I wanted to call every news station and see like, this is an injustice. She belongs here. Like she has done all these things and like, I wanted to go off. Right. And I was like, how can I do it now? Obviously I couldn't because we were friends and we talked and we were actually, you were so gracious to allow me into your struggle and your conversation and your walk with the Lord and what you were believing for. So I couldn't contradict what God was showing you. Right. So I couldn't just go friend, I'm going to throw you in the back of the trunk. Don't breathe. Like, like I, I couldn't do that. But this other part of me, and if I'm really, really honest, was surprising that I, I realized was a fear. Is I wanted to march and yell at the border and do like do whatever it took. But mm-hmm. suddenly there was this fear that overwhelmed me when I realized like I'm just another brown body out there. Mm. And I know that sounds silly, but as much as I would like to think that because I'm educated, because people love me and because I'm kind and because I do good things in the community, that people would see me for more than just that. My fear was like, if I'm out there just marching with everybody, I'm just another brown body and I'll just be another news story if I got shot down. And I don't know why that was a real fear for me, but it was super real. And I think it had to do a little bit because it was right after you left, you know, like we had all the realities of what, like, um, forget her name right now. Oh my gosh. Um, Breonna Taylor, right? Mm -hmm. Like she was shot in her home, right? Like, and not just that, but other women 
and other people and other men who were killed yeah. just like because as much as you want to believe and I'll bring it back but I, I think the idea is like I want to believe that it's something else that it's just in your head that you're fighting for this power but like when I like realize I know people who have experienced something because they look like this and they have the skin or whatever it hits you on another level and you're like oh no yeah. you do have to hum don't get too haughty don't 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 get too crazy don't talk to the cops crazy don't i mean granted like i'm not going to do those things but like you know don't get too excited you can't just be marching at the border you can't mm -hmm. i mean you could but be careful because mm -hmm. when it comes down to push comes to shove you're just another like another brown body and i'll say it the same way walking down the street as much as i would be like i should be able to walk down the street right here on vermont at any time of day and feel safe like the reality is i'm just another woman with all the body parts that someone might want to take advantage of as much as i say but no i'm a woman of god and i'm this and i'm that like there's like a power dynamic that i have to sit in and realize oh no this is not just an in my mind power struggle it really is like a struggle that as I sit in it, I have reason yeah. to have this offense and this fear built up, mm -hmm. you know, and I just want to validate how, how this other side of offense can build up. I'm not saying that it's something we hold on to and, but they're, they're often rooted in real fears. Mm -hmm. They're often rooted in reality. It's not just in my head that I was broke. Like, like you said, it was like, no, the truth about, situation is really brought out and that's when it hits hard right yeah um, i don't know if you can I relate think, to that yeah or, um i'll say like as you're talking i'm thinking of i'm reminded it kind of like takes a little bit of a turn but i'm reminded when we um found ourselves when we just started until we arrived and we would find ourselves walking down um at the beach right and there was a clear like there was a moment where there was a clear distinction between we've been forced to be in this situation because oh, yeah. I couldn't finish my, like, I, like, if we look at the very natural sense of things, right? Like I couldn't pay my, my program at, at UCLA. So I was let go and then you were laid off. And so like, if looking at the outside and you just know the situation, you know, like, dang, that sucks. Like they're forcing, they like had to humble themselves. Right. Like, like, who do you think you are Vettel to be at UCLA? Like get out of here. Right. Like mm. whatever, you know? But then months later, after both of us had like know what God has called us to, why the Lord allowed us to be in the situation we were in, mm. given us the opportunity, because I think that's very clear. And this is kind of where I want to tie this into is like given us the opportunity to align ourselves to what he wanted to do in this season so and good. say, okay, God, I'm not going to keep trying to pursue to continue to, you know, like hold on to my career. I'm not going to continue to hold on to what I think I should be mm. doing this season, but we're going to humble ourselves and say, you know, what's best. And so, mm -hmm. yes, this is, this is the, the season we're going to be in. And now we were choosing to be in the situation and then we were walking yet again down the beach, but it was a whole different perspective. Oh yeah. And it was a whole Good. different sense. Like now it was like this freedom. And now it wasn't just like, because I think the other kind of humbling can be like oppressive. Like yeah. Push down. Yeah. But yeah. when you choose the humbling, when you say, no, no, you don't have to. I know who I am, but I'm going to choose myself to be in this. Like there's a whole freedom that comes with that kind of humbling. Mm. When you choose. And this was something that I was sharing earlier with you, like Val and I were talking about yesterday. You know, when you think you know who you are, when you, when you are like trying to like, no, this is. When you think higher, I think the Bible says, like, think of yourself, like, don't think of yourself higher than who, than what you are. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but he was saying, like, when you think, you know, everything, when you think, oh, I'm this and I'm all bad, like, you're going to find out you're not, <laughs> you're going to realize that that's not who you are, you know? And he was talking in the sense of knowledge, right? He's learning how to ride a motorcycle. So it's like, if you think, you know, everything you know about riding a motorcycle, then you're going to close yourself off to mm -hmm. learning new things. And you're going to quickly find out you don't know everything because yeah. they're fall. You're going to like, like whatever, right? Like you're going to, you could get in an accident and realize, oh man, I didn't know everything I thought I knew. But when you say, you know what, maybe I don't know everything. I mean, I've, I've looked at a thousand videos. I've been, you know, writing or whatever. But when you think, 
I don't know everything. I still have more to learn. Mm-hmm. Then you open yourself up to take in new information. You op- you're open to learn new and not just, I know everything, but I can always know more. That's right. So and so then now you're open to, and so even going back to like, there's two views you can have of humbling yourself. Like yeah. it could be that oppressive of like, you need to humble yourself. You're not who you think you are. Like, let me show you. And it's, it's very oppressive and it, it pushes you down to where you say, you know what, let me, maybe I'm not. So let me humble myself. Let me put myself in a position to learn more, to, to say, okay, not just to anything, right. But to God. To yeah. Say. That's what I was going to say. So <laughs> I was like, that's the difference, right? That's the key. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Cause even, even when God allows us to get humbled, like, he'll allow other things. He's not, God's like super loving. He's not, doesn't come and push us down. Like, but he'll allow circumstances around us to be like, okay, if you're not going to, if you're not going to humble yourself and let me show you, like, that's, it's kind of like, that's just the law of the land. Like, then you're going to get humbled and you can either let your father like teach you, or you can let the world do it. And the world's not going to be kind about it. Yeah. And so I think like, that's just kind of what I was thinking of like, you there's two views to it you know but when you humble yourself to god like it's the safest place to say okay god maybe i don't know everything maybe i'm not you know maybe i am like maybe i don't belong here but what do you have to say you know and and so bringing it back to that example right like then the lord was like kind to me and he wasn't like you're right you don't belong here get out (laughs) get out But he was loving and and on the contrary, he was like, I know when I created you. I know where you were going to live. None of this is a surprise to me. And it wasn't like, get out, like leave the country because you don't belong here. But it was like, can your trust be somewhere else? Like you are Mexican. And would you be okay with me taking you somewhere else? Like opening yourself up, like stop holding on to this, but be open to other, like be open to other things I may have for you. And like, doesn't like is it a perfect situation no but man i'm so free you know and i'm like god is just bringing healing has brought and it has continued to bring healing into that but i could have forced myself to like no i'm gonna prove i belong here i'm gonna fight for this mm-hmm. and i could have been humbled to the extent of like being deported forcefully and mm-hmm. having to go through all that and it's not to say that people who are deported forcefully had something to learn You're it's right. just i know i i have i know people who have been deported and this and the, the circumstances are not easy and the and the way the process goes is not easy and i'm just so grateful i didn't have to because that i don't know what that would have been for me you know yeah um, but to be like thank you god for allowing me to humble myself before you even in this situation mm. enough to you know be like god what do you say about my situation you know Versus clinging on to what I want it to be or what I think it should be. That's so good. I love that. I I think that is the key. I love how you brought that back because like it is true. Like, and I think there's value in acknowledging because if you can't see it Mm -hmm. and if we pretend this oppressive negative view of humbling doesn't exist and how the world's forces aren't there then we are ignorant to having compassion or we lack compassion towards people in different struggles, you know? And I think it's important to recognize that like as Christians, and we have a hard time with this sometimes finding this balance of saying, no, God is our, God is our justice. God is this yet this injustice that exists needs to on some level be addressed and dealt with compassionately. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and I think like for me, it's like, if, like if I go back to just, let's go back to the finance. Uh, should I go? Uh, eh. um, let's go back to being a woman of color, right? Mm-hmm. There are a number of things that we could say, Rachel, you're you're walking around Los Angeles. You know, people will judge you for how you are. People have negative thoughts about me. I can sit in that all day mm-hmm. and say, oh, like the world has tried to put me down. Like you don't belong here. Even in academic circles, you know, I've been in places where I've earned my spot there just as everybody else. But yet, well, you know how Rachel, like Rachel, what do you think? Um, you have the more urban perspective. And I'm like, like, because I'm brown, because I have big earrings on, like, what is it that made you feel like I was the one? You know, and some of them like had no knowledge of me, but just looked at me for that reference. And I'm like, 
okay. Um, you know, and like, that's a very mild example, but lots of little things like that people have judged me on over the years. And it's hard to carry those things, you know, you carry them and you're like, but what I love is that the Lord, when we invite him in and we say, okay, I'm not saying not to humble yourselves in other these worldly situations. Sometimes that's the, that's what God's calling you to do. He's teaching you how to navigate that. But more importantly, humbling ourselves before God, no matter what, what, what situation happens, like with this saying, Lord, Mm -hmm. I give you everything that I value. And I think is, is my existence, right? I give you my beauty that I want to hold on to. I give you my youth. I give you my skin color. I give you my hangups about my skin color. I give you my curly hair. I give you my big hips. I give you like everything that is about me that I feel has been targeted in the negative and I surrender to you. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful space because when we surrender to God, it allows an unlocking yeah. where even though I cannot necessarily change everybody's perspective towards me, the Lord will allow a space where I suddenly get favor. Yeah. I suddenly get honor. I suddenly am treated differently. And, and it's like, Oh, that's from God. And the yeah. thing is he does, he's not going to do that to just glorify you and say, Oh, see, that's why Mexicans are the best. That's why black people are the best. That's why Asians rule. Like, no, he's never going to give us that. He's the goal is always to say, that's why my God is powerful. That's why God is good. That's what the purpose that humbling and that raising up that he does gives glory back to him. Why? Not because he's a, yeah, he's a jealous God, but not because he's like, oh, I need all of this. Because when we put him in that rightful place, it is attractive to others who then can walk in the fullness of what it means to humble yourself before a holy God. And it's, it's freeing. Like, I agree. Like that humbling before him, it is a choice versus a burden, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's our decision on how we navigate it. Cause God will never, I don't think you can tell me if I'm wrong, won't force us into be humble before him. He will nudge us. Mm-hmm. He will incur- Cause he knows our heart. So he's yeah. like, mommy, huh? I really want you to get this trap us almost in a corner, but we will mm-hmm. always have a choice to not humble ourselves before God. Yeah. And it, it just reminds me, right. And it just reminds me of the, this, the scripture I was sharing, like the word says like he resists the proud. Mm. And so he's like, he's not even like working with you anymore. Like, he's just like, I'm just like, not like, you know, like that's just not going to be it. You know? And so it's, like you said, it's, he won't force us. He just will stop dealing with us. And it's like, oh, man, that's horrible. Like, though, and the, there's many times where the Bible says, like, God gave them up to their own desires. Yeah. Hoping that through that, so, like, through that, they would come to know him. Through that, they would repent. So it's like, all right, fine. Like, let me just, like, I've always seen it, like, I, well, while we humble ourselves and allow ourselves to be humbled before him, like he has this protection over us. Like his hand is guarding us, is over us, mm-hmm. right? Like protecting us from the elements. And that doesn't mean like nothing ever will like be bad, but it's just like, I'm here with you. Like I'm with you. But the moment, like the way I think of it is like when we become prideful and we're not willing to humble ourselves and he's trying to like, he's like, hey, let me like, like you said, like he kind of tries, like kind of corners us to a point like where, um, where we're pushed up to say, okay, I'm either going to like continue to press against him or I'm going to say, okay, God, let me, let me like humble myself. If we don't, then it's like his hand is like, okay, fine. And he moves his hand and he's like, I can't, I can't work with you like this. I I can't be a part of this. You are, it's like we force his hand in a sense to say, move your hand. I don't want it here anymore. Mm. And then it's like all the things he was protecting us from now we're exposed to. And then it's like, there are these things that happen. And that's where it was like, well, why would, you know, if God is real, why wouldn't he protect me for this? Like, why would he allow this to happen? It's like, it's not that he allowed it. It's that we put him in a position that now these things are, we're now exposed to these things. And the protection that was there from him before is no longer there because mm-hmm. he has to be true to who he is or mm-hmm. else he'd be a liar. Like yeah. if, if he didn't resist the proud, then he'd be a liar because the yeah. word says he resists the proud and he has to be faithful to who he is, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like, that's what I think of like, um, 
like when we're when we're humble like he is able to work with us but he won't force us if we're not willing like he's that loving and you know like he loves us enough that he's like if you don't want it that's fine like, mm. like i can't be a part of it because yeah. I, I i just can't it's against my nature mm -hmm. you know and it's like man i, I never want to be there you know like and i think it's hard because we've been there we never want to be there because to some level we have been there. Right. We know what it's like to try to serve God, but hold God to the standard of your own human knowledge and expectation mm -hmm. and, and trying to trap him into your plan mm -hmm. and never asking him what his plan is for us. Like, okay. it's like I've made, I built my worldview and my plan based on what everybody else told me I was supposed to be stressed about. Mm -hmm. Now you meet that standard Lord. Mm -hmm. And he's like, excuse me like who's the god here mm, in isaiah yeah. 55 it says like his way he tells he tells them my ways are higher than your ways mm -hmm. like you don't even get it baby like you don't get it like mm -hmm. it's not about me fulfilling your every wish as a genie yeah like i like and then we get mad at him right i'm like lord okay in my 20s i'm like if i'm not married by the time i'm 30 well, God's going to have to figure it out because I'm going to fall into sin. <laughs> I'm just going to do what I'm going to do because I'm not going to be just out here just looking dumb. I'm not going to be 30 years old and blah, blah, blah. Right. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. And I remember I would say that and I knew there was like this conviction because it's so prideful. Like if this is the standard that the world has set and this is what I want because that's what my flesh wants. It's how I wanted to have it done. I wanted to be a bride at this age. I wanted to have everything in alignment in alignment the way I wanted it. Mm -hmm. Then God, your job is to fulfill that. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then I won't serve you anymore. Mm -hmm. And how many times have many people who are on this video and other people who are listening to this podcast and people who are not <laughs> yeah. have put the Lord into that circumstance or saying, well, Lord, if you don't meet me in a year, then I'm going to do it my own way. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I know a lot of women do that. We put God on all kinds of ultimatums because we do that to the men in our lives as well. Mm -hmm. Right. We do that to our friendships. We create a test an expectation that we haven't even invited the friends into to let mm -hmm. them know they're being tested. Yeah. We do that to the Lord, we're, but we try to invite them. We kind of say like, Lord, you got until January 3rd or else, you know, okay, I'll give you to the fifth. But by the time that year comes around, we're mm -hmm. going to see what's going to happen. And I, if you don't follow through with that, then I'm not going to do it your way anymore. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm not going to make you that, um, it's not going to work or whatever. Right. And it's mm -hmm. like, wow, how pompous of us, how prideful of us. Yeah. And I did that for years, friend. I did that for years, not knowing how prideful I was being. And the sad thing, what that does is it causes turmoil, constant disappointment in the Lord, because I think mm -hmm. he's not answering my prayers, constant, um, anxiousness, constant like levels of me trying to make my plans that I thought were godly plans, but they were just mine with my own strength mm -hmm. and just juggling everything yeah. and feeling helpless, feeling like I'm running out, feeling like I'm trying to do and nobody sees me. Nobody acknowledges me. Nobody is seeing all my sa sacrifice and hard work. And yeah. it's like, Oh, I was just running on pride and expecting mm -hmm. God to bless it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not how he is. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, um, I've been reading Job and I, I just got to the good part. Uh, well, I told you, I told you two days ago, it's about to get good. But I got to the part where like God is like, um, he's asking Job, like, were you there when the, when like, that's my part, the limit was like given to the ocean where you like he starts like naming all these things like i think one thing like one that caught my attention was like do you know where the storehouses is for the snow do you know where the storehouse is for the the hail for the time mm -hmm. of war and i was like because i'm very visual as i read so i'm like imagine there's a storehouse where all the hail is at like <laughs> and i know it's like right like metaphorical like obviously god's not like here's my storehouse i'm running out i gotta save it how do he does i don't know um but like to say like do you know like i think he's like do you know where this like where the sun comes from like have you been there have you been to the path of light 
And it was just. Doesn't he talk things. about the bo- the the Leviathan and the behemoth, behemoth, yeah. and all those? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never seen those animals. Like, oh, where are those? <laughs> what but, are those? <laughs> and I was just listening, and I think like what was so crazy is just, um, like God was like, you want to play judge? You know what it reminded me of? It actually reminded me of the movie The Shack, where where the where the dad comes before. Um, one of the personas of God and, and is like, do you want to judge all of this? Like, do you want to? And he realizes like, I can't judge any of this. Like mm. I, I can't. And it's like, then you can't judge me in this situation, you know, but it bringing it back to like, he's God. Like, mm. I think there's a passage like, well, the clay tell the potter, why did you make me this way? You know? And so it's like bringing it back to like, in a sense, like know your place, Mija. Like my mom would tell me when I would <laughs> When I would try to be tough, she's like, ubicate. Like, locate yourself. Know where you are. Ubicate. Mm-hmm. And I, it would make me so mad. <laughs> Don't tell me ubicate. But, but that's it, though. Locate like, yourself. Know your planes. Know who you are. But that's so that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> because when you talk about locate yourself, if, if that's what the direct translation is, right? Ubicate, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, it's kind of like you lost without a compass mm. and being like, oh, I'm I'm going this way. Uh, no, I'm going that way. And the Lord's like, hold up, like find yourself, <laughs> recognize where you belong. Like, you know, mm. and, and I think even in like with the Lord, like check yourself, see where you belong. And, and actually, I don't want to like go off too much, but no, I do yeah. want to make a biblical reference because I was studying um, Second Chronicles um, chapter... I don't remember what chapter, but it's the story of, um, I think you had said 13. Yeah, probably. It's a story of Jeroboam, of Rehoboam, 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 your ancestor Rehoboam. Rehoboam. He was in, he's. I can't. You're making me stuck, and I was trying to say something good. Rehoboam, story of Rehoboam. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rehoboam is Solomon's son, right? Mm-hmm. And he has like this, like he's leading the people of Israel now. He finds himself in a place that is like challenging because he. He has made some poor decisions and caused a division. Rehoboam, he was Solomon's son and he was making these mistakes in his early mm-hmm. leadership. But then like as he it causes its division, something comes up. Jo- Jeroboam, who is like an enemy of Solomon, an enemy of them, like he gets the other half of Israel to kind of like come up against them. And then they, they kill somebody. So Rehoboam goes and decides he's going to take action and kill mm-hmm. and go to war. And the mm-hmm. Lord intervenes through a prof- prophet and says, no, I don't want you to go against your kins, kinsfolk or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Kinsmen. And so then he's like, all right. And so he heeds, he heeds the Lord. He continued to function within this. He starts to become a little more established of a leader. The The Levites who were not allowed to like, those are the priests that were not allowed mm-hmm. to act in their um, capacity of doing the priestly duties that were on, were a part of the Jewish tradition or the Israel, the, you know, the people of God. Yeah. Um, they weren't allowed to under this Jeroboam guy. So they were like, we're going back to Rehoboam, like where he is going to let us do it. So through that obedience and that honoring of God, they start to establish themselves. Right. And so mm-hmm. the, 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 the kingdom of Rehoboam starts to get strong yeah. and he starts to become a good leader in a sense. Right. Mm-hmm. But then he slips up and he starts to think, Oh, I got it all together now. I don't need God like that. What would do it how I want to do it? And all their like practices of honoring God start to slip away. Mm. This is a paraphrase, right? So yeah. go back and read it on your own in case I miss something. But um, what's crazy is because of their disobedience in that season, that rebellion, that pride, right? Because it really is pride. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. I got this now. Thanks. Yeah. It's kind of like what we do when we're single and we're like, oh, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. And then we get a man and we're like, I don't need Jesus anymore. I've got this. Thanks, God. And he's like, baby girl, like, you think you got this? Like, you you need me more now because he's going to give you a headache. Um, <laughs> just kidding. He's a blessing. I'm sure all the men are blessings. Uh, yeah. Yes, I know. 
one day I'm going to understand that headache blessing. Um, <laughs> it's a headache blessing. It's hard. It's just, it has challenges, yes. It's a headache blessing. Uh, just kidding. No, I, I love it. I, I, I love, <laughs> I love that. And I desire that headache blessing. Um, <laughs> no, but when I think about that is that after that, then they became susceptible to an attack from Egypt and the Egyptians mm -hmm. were going to attack them. And basically the Lord was like, you're about to get hit and you're going to get hit hard. You're going to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And the people of God, the people with Rehoboam, they were like, oh, no, and they humbled themselves. And that verse actually says they humbled themselves. I should actually mm -hmm. pull it up. And because they humbled themselves, the Lord saw them and chose to hold back. Mm -hmm. Now, the hard thing is what I discovered in reading this. Well, I, I, I know this, but it was a different level of um, understanding was not only did um, they humbled themselves and they were they did, weren't destroyed by the Egyptians, but they were still hit with hard things. They mm -hmm. did experience losses because of their rebellion that they did. But the Lord said, oh, because you humbled yourself, I'm not going to destroy you. And it, it just kind of like made me think about how gentle the Lord is with no matter what we go through and what our ups and downs we face. He's like, but when you humble yourself, mm -hmm. truly, truly, truly humble yourself, I will come in. I will come in and meet you. You're not going to, I'm not going to leave you. And that's our fear. Sometimes we think that we've gone too far off. We think we've messed up too many times. We think that, that God's sick and tired of us, like faking it. And he's like, all I need is a yes. All I need is a humility. All I need is for you to say uh, one more time. He's so compassionate towards us. Now, will there be sometimes ramifications on some level? Sometimes there's things that still are in the, in the works that he's like, I'm not, I'm going to let this happen mm -hmm. because this is what you did. Yeah. But, but he's a good father and he promises not to destroy us. I don't know if you have any thoughts while I, um, I want to find that scripture. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, um, as you were saying that, it's just like he, the word like says, like, if we have a contrite heart, you know, like if we mm -hmm. have genuinely repentant heart like a broken heart before him then like you said he's not going to to resist us because again he's he's true to his nature you know like mm -hmm. he's faithful to who he is he's like i my i don't like the word doesn't say he he um he resists the humble you know like or the repentive he like he's not like i'm gonna teach you a lesson first and then you know i'll do it like no like he's he says like when we cry out he's there you know, he, he listens to the, the prayer of a, of a contrite heart, you know, like it's the pride. And it's like, that's like the two things. He's like, I can't, I can't, if I'd resist the, the humble, then, then you wouldn't know, like, well, then whether I'm prideful or humble, he's going to resist me. Let me just be prideful then. <laughs> but no, you know, but like you said, he, he's a good father. And so he, the moment we cry out, I just think of the prodigal son where like he's coming back and like, I'm willing to be a servant, right? Like he has a whole thing laid out and the dad, the father doesn't even let half of it come out. Like he's immediately just clothing him as his son, you know, someone with, with the, um, that would belong in his family. And that's mm -hmm. just the father we have in God, you know, like immediately he's like ready, like his ears like perked up, you know, and like mm -hmm. the cry out. He's like, I was waiting for that. I'm here. Mm -hmm here's, here's your rope. Here's everything. Like, yes, there's a process and yes, some things need to happen, but he's like, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not waiting for all of that to call you my own again. Like you're immediately mine all over again. That's so good. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm like, I, I just feel this strong sense, friend. Like there are people listening in their car mm -hmm. and God is like, humble yourself today. Mm -hmm. Like right now. Yeah. And even if you mess up tomorrow, humble, humble yourself again tomorrow. Humble yourself again on, on Friday. Humble yourself again on Saturday. Humble yourself again on Sunday. Just like, mm -hmm. it's not a perfect process for us. We're human. But he mm -hmm. said, but keep on humbling yourself because I'm going to be faithful. I'm mm -hmm. going to be faithful. Like in um, Second Chronicles chapter 12, what happened was, actually, I'll read a little more. Um, <laughs> what verse? Yeah, I'm going to start at verse five. It says the prophet Shemaiah came to Rehoboam and to the officers of Judah who had gathered at Jerusalem because of Shish Shishak and said to them, 
So this is the prophet talking to the people. Mm -hmm. Thus says the Lord, you abandoned me. So I mm -hmm. have abandoned you at the hand of Shishak. And that's the enemy that the, mm -hmm. from, from Egypt. Then the officers of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, the Lord is right. The Lord is in the right. Mm. That's good. I want to read more, but I'm going to pause on that one for a second. That is what God's asking us to do. Lord, you were right. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And that is the hardest thing because when we have felt like the church has beat us down, society has looked down on us, family members have talked about us. I failed myself. I've been fighting and clawing for a future my whole life. I've been clawing for everything I have. It's hard mm. for us to say, okay, Lord, I, I don't know about all this, but you're right. I was wrong. <laughs> it's not saying that all those injustices were right or wrong, but mm -hmm. you, God, you were right. Mm -hmm. You're holy. You're perfect. Yeah. You're righteous. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm human. You're right. You are in the right. And then it says, when the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, 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 <laughs> saying, they have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them. Mm. But I will grant them some deliverance. And my wrath shall not be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. And then it says, um, it goes on a little more. But that that's the, that's the gist of it. Mm. That God is saying, and that, that came to pass. Yeah. But God is saying, like, I hear you. Oh, and immediately there's a turn. Immediately. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so just holding on, you're in the middle of a divorce battle. You're in the middle of um, a custody battle. You're in the middle of a financial strain. You're in the middle of a legal trouble. You're in the middle of um, academic strains, relational issues, boyfriend, girlfriend drama. You're in friend drama at work. You're in the, you can't, you're having a hard time with your children, whatever it is. In mm -hmm. that moment, in this moment right now, even pause the video. And say, I humble myself, Lord. Yeah. You're right. Your ways are right. If you're okay. struggling with your, your faith, you're struggling with your sexuality, you're struggling with your issues of, 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 of your identity. I don't know much, God. But this turmoil in my head, I can't figure out. But you're right. Mm -hmm. I can honor that. I can say that you're right. Mm -hmm. And when we put him and his, don't worry about the church and all the people who have maybe hurt right. you in the past. Don't worry about the people who offended you, who didn't let you serve in the ushering team. Not don't worry about the people who, who had an attitude when you parked in the wrong spot. Don't worry about the people who did all those ugly things to you as a child, who made you feel like you didn't belong when they put everybody else before you. Don't worry mm -hmm. about that because those are people. Mm -hmm going back but you're right your word is pure you are good right. when we do that oh it shifts mm -hmm. and i, I want to say one more thing and then we can chat a little more because I, I like the i like the word friend <laughs> um what i think is really cool is after rehoboam dies his mm -hmm. son takes over his son's name is abijah and abijah continues to he leads right and this fool jeroboam comes back through again. Jeroboam mm -hmm. had beef with um with Solomon. Then Jeroboam caused the problem with because he got kicked out and sent to Israel uh, to Egypt with Solomon. So when mm -hmm. Solomon died, he came back to bother Rehoboam. And when he messed up with Mary Rehoboam and caused a division in the people, he still was like losing. But then he comes back through and tries to like like cause some trouble with um Re with uh, Rehoboam's son Ab mm -hmm. Abijah and. And it's funny because when we put ourselves in a position of humility before the Lord, right? And we put ourselves in a position of like saying, no, I'm going to honor you, honor your ways. Mm -hmm. It gives us a little bit of confidence to start moving and acting differently in him. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it just got me because like in verse eight of chapter 13, it says, and now you think you can withstand like, okay, first of all, the first parts of it, like, let me just start earlier. Verse four. So chapter 13, verse four, I'm going to read a lot, but just bear with me. Okay. It mm -hmm. says, listen to me, Jeroboam and all of Israel. He's talking to the other side. 
Do you not know that the Lord God of Israel gave the kingship over Israel forever to David and his sons by a covenant of salt? Yet Jeroboam, son of Nebat, a servant of Solomon, son of David, rose up and rebelled against his Lord. And certain worthless scoundrels gathered around him and defied Rehoboam, son of, jo of Solomon. When Rehoboam was young and irresolute and could not withstand him. So he's talking about his dad. He's like, you're going to talk all this. You did all this. You rejected God. And you're trying to come against the thing that he set up. What are you thinking? <laughs> I know I'm so dramatic. Verse eight says, and now you think that you can withstand the kingdom of the Lord in the hand of the sons of David, because you are a great multitude and have with you golden calves that Jeroboam made as gods for you. Have you not driven out the priests of the Lord and the descendants of Aaron mm. and the Levites and made priests for yourselves like the people of other lands? Whoever comes to be consecrated with a young bull or seven rams becomes a priest of, of what are no gods. Like He's like, you have lost every part of the standard. You have led his mm. people astray. You're doing all these things wrong. And you think you're going to win against me? Like, like, and it's not to put somebody down, but it's like, hold up. You really think you really think that you could win against us. And so in verse 10, it says, but for us, the Lord is our God and we have not abandoned him. We have priests ministering to the Lord who are descendants of Aaron and Levites for their service. They offer up to the Lord every morning and every, every evening burnt offerings and fragrant incense set out rows of bread and a table of pure gold and care for the golden lampstand so that its lamps may burn every evening. For we keep the charge of the Lord our God, but you have abandoned him. Mm. See, God is with us at our head and his priests have their battle trumpets to sound the call to battle against you. Oh, Israelites, do not fight against the Lord, the God of your ancestors, for you cannot succeed. Mm. That's a whole other level of confidence. When you have as a people, when he's like, we have submitted, we've invited him, we keep on humbling ourselves. Are we perfect? No, because we know his daddy messed up a few times. But mm. he's like, but we are doing what we can to honor the law of the Lord. Yeah. You really think you have something you could do up here? Don't even play. And just so you know, I'm not going to read it, but how it ends mm -hmm. with the priest with the trumpet in their hands. Yeah. Jeroboam tries to ambush them and Jeroboam ends up getting attacked on both sides and defeated. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like the Lord gave them favor Yeah. because they were honoring. And I think that's the confidence that comes in. Right. So mm -hmm. it's not so much that we stay just humble and being like, oh, you know, I'm nothing. I'm no one. No, it's like we lift up. And when we are like, we put God in his rightful place, we start to move differently. Mm -hmm. We start to act different and we start to see the rewards and that builds up more faith that we're like, oh, I put God in the right place. Now he's coming through. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that affected you. I was just like, it changes our confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's like, I think what you said of like, it doesn't just mean we're like, oh, I'm nobody. I'm, I don't deserve anything. But yeah, like it, it gives you a new confidence to like walk in who he tells you you are, you know, because I think it goes like, it's nothing that we did, you know, like it's not any, like, except that it's just putting him in his rightful place and saying, God, you're it. And so I think like what I just see is like, it reminds me of David when he comes against Goliath and he's like, you come with me with like a sword, but I come with you in the name of God. And like, he's like, I know where I am. I know who's protecting me. And I think it goes back to like, you know, you have that hand covering you. You know, I think like Pastor Jerry talked about one time how um, he like, he knew he had his older brother to defend him, you know? So he was like, whatever, like, you know, he's going to come and take care of this, you know? And it goes back to that, like, God, we know his hand is above us. We know we've placed him in the right place so we can come. And it's not like, it's not demanding things out of our own might. It's just, I know I put myself under God and I know that when I do that, then he's got my back. As long as I continue to be in, you know, cause you can't humble yourself and put God in his rightful place and then still want to do what you want to do. Like mm -hmm. it's just it's like oil and water. That's not going to mix. Like the moment you want to do what you want to do, you are um, 
you're like, I'm trying to think of the word, like you're automatically saying that, no, God, you're really not like this. You have no say in this, you know, like, forget it. I'm choosing mine, but it, it just goes hand, like you're, it's implied mm-hmm. that I, if, if I'm saying you're right, if I'm putting you above everything else, you, I'm humbling myself to you, then my desires no longer matter. Like what I wanted to do don't matter if, if it's not what you're saying it is. Because mm-hmm. I now said you're right. So I've implied that I'm not going to do that. So I don't. And then you keep that. So then you know, like, I'm like, I may not be right. I may not know everything. But the one that I've submitted to, the one I placed mm. above everything else, he's right. So you're gonna, you're not fighting against me. You're fighting against God. So good luck. Because I know I can't, like, no one can withstand him. So you, like, there's, like you said, it just gives you a confidence because it's, you know, it's not in your own strength. Mm. You know, it's not like, it's not dependent on you anymore. You know, <laughs> now it's like dependent on God, the the creator of the universe, like the, yeah. all, like the one who knows everything. So you're just like, I don't know what to tell you, but good luck because yeah. that isn't going to help you, you know? And so I just, it just reminds me even like when Pastor Kimberly, and I think because it just impacted me so much to hear that was she's like, it is humility to walk in who God has called you to be, you know? And I think in, in, in that same sense, like when you humble yourself before God and you allow what he says to be right, like, and I think that was what, what was something that just like impacted my heart when you were reading that, where it's like, in the chapter before, right? Where it's like, in my, I'm, my version is a little different, but it says the princes of the Israel of the king humbled themselves and said, the Lord is righteous. Mm. And in your life, he is in the right. Like he is right. He is true. He is correct. Then you're saying, I'm not like what you have said about us. You're right about that. You're right. Mm-hmm. We, we, whether it's good or bad, right? Like he's saying like, you guys abandoned me. You guys have not been humbling. He's like, you're right. We have not like, mm-hmm. and, and I think like what you said, it's like how you pointed out that God comes immediately and he tells the, the, the prophet they've humbled themselves. I'm going to give them some, some, um, so good. I'm going to give them some deliverance is what he says. You know, it's like, so man, like God hears that. And he's like, that's all I want. Like, I, I need you to recognize, ubicate. you know, like locate, locate yourself. yourself. <laughs> like, yes. Good. That's what I needed. Then we're on the same page. Now we can work mm-hmm. together. Now mm-hmm. I can get your back. Now I'm with you. And then you mm-hmm. can walk with that confidence. Because you're like, well, I'm on the same page as my dad. You know, it's like, I don't have a dad. But you have a dad. And like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But what That's I'm saying. That's awkward. <laughs> you know you're not. I mean, I have a mom who can be. Don't mess with Marta. Don't mess with Marta. But when you know you're like in the wrong you don't walk in the same confidence with your parents. You're just like, mm. especially when you're a kid. And, but even when you're grown, like you're like, mm, I'm going to kind of just avoid them. Cause I know we got some issues and I ain't going to deal with that. But when you know you're good with your mom, you're like, it don't matter. I'm okay. Like for me, like, let me call her. It's fine. You know, she may have something like if I haven't been calling my mom for some time, I'm like, I'm going to get it. Cause I haven't called her. And I'm first thing I'm going here. Mm, you remembered you had a mother. I'm glad. And then we're good. Right. But when I've been calling my mom and then I need to call her for something, I don't feel weird. I'm not like, oh, I don't want to call her because I'm going to hear like, oh, now you want to talk to me, which she mm-hmm. doesn't But, you know, like, I'm not going to hear that. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, what is it? What do you mean? Like, and, it, you know, or with my husband, like when we're in, like when we get in a fight, especially if he's right and I'm wrong, but I just don't want to like admit it. Like, I just I'm like, I'm talking to you because I know I'm wrong. But when, when I'm like, when I come and say, you know what, you're right. You were right about that. Like, I, I was wrong. I, I just, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Then now we're good. And now I can be like, I, I have the confidence. And I think that's what it is. Like, the confidence to say, babe, like, I need you to do this. Babe, open this jar for me. Because I have the, like, we're good. Because I, like, I was willing to say, hey, I was wrong. You know? And it's the yeah. same with the Lord. Like, you can come confidently, like, says, come boldly into the throne room. Because you're right with him. You know, like. I've placed you in your in where you belong, God. Like not just okay, I'll give it to you. No, you do belong there. Yeah. You right. You do have that. Yeah. I think are you stuck? Oh yeah. I think that's so beautiful because you transitioned it to like not how it's not just it doesn't just stay in the spiritual realm of humility. It actually plays out into our relationships. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. It plays out in our relationships. Like, and it, this is how it, it adjusts, you know, it, 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 it shifts the dynamics of our relationships when right. we put ourselves in a humble place. And it's really hard to humble ourselves, our play ourselves in front of before people that we love and people that we honor in our lives. It's like mm-hmm. hard to honor others like that and humble ourselves when we haven't done it before God, because we find ourselves constantly clawing at power that we're trying to grab a hold of. And I think when I go back to what's beautiful about this confidence that we have in the Lord, it's like, if I go back to being like a woman of color, who's oppressed or whatever, like that, who has that when I was like, that was just like a, like I was all involved in social justice, which I still strongly believe in, but I was a, um, uh, I mean, I don't believe in it more than Jesus, but like, <laughs> I do believe, um, in like what I learned, I understood there was power in, in saying, Hey, I'm understanding this, but it still had its caps. Right. Because I was a Chicano studies minor and many, much of the literature I studied and, um, was all about social justice. My graduate's work was in social justice, like in education and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When I think about that, it was like, I was fighting for that justice to change the mindsets of people, to change the hearts of people and doing all this work on the outside. I constantly found myself frustrated, Mm. like things would never change. And I'm not saying because I'm hopeless, but it felt like I was fighting a battle that I could like I wanted people to honor and respect me for me, let's just say, for my color of my skin. Like, no. Like, this is beautiful. My hair is big and beautiful. Like, but there was always going to be ignorance that felt like it was taking away that power. Mm-hmm. People who are, con- but the thing is when I have submitted that entirely, like it, 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 it does something different. My, my pride isn't just in, or my confidence isn't just in this cool thing. I'm going to redefine what you, how you look at hair. And if it's a social media trend, then it's going to be cool. Like, no, like. The Lord is like, no, Miha, like, I love you. I made you. Like, it changes. Like what Brenda was talking about last time. My identity is now in him. Mm-hmm. And that's where the confidence comes from. Like what he's saying in, in the scripture, he's like, oh, we're the kids of God. Like, yeah. we're his chosen people. Mm-hmm. And like, when I humble myself, like you said, I put myself in right relationship as a child of God. I'm choosing because you're not automatically a child of God. If you don't humble yourself, you can be a creation of God, but you're not a child. You don't walk in that inheritance that he offers mm-hmm. in the word. If you don't humble yourself and say, I want to be a part of it. Forgive me. Let me be in this. Yeah. And, you know, but when I do that, he has given me so much more confidence. He's like, even if people don't see you the way that they should see you because you're beautiful. And because mm-hmm. you're, you're not less than because you're just another brown body. You're not less right. than because you don't have immigration. You're not less than because you don't have money or a dad. He gives us confidence that gives us favor despite people's expectations or people's judgments. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good feeling. And I, I just wanted to close with that because I feel like there is like this healing that he wants to provide for us through humbling ourselves that only enhances the things that that need to be accomplished on this earth only enhance our relationships, only help us to bring more justice and more peace to this world because we're doing it with the creator of the universe who knows the right way. It says, Lord, you are right. And so with that, I just pray that everybody on this call and everybody here would say that love is humbling yourself. So ask the Lord today to humble you Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the areas that are that are hard to humble yourself in the things that you've been holding up ask him to show you how he wants you to navigate that and so i my prayer is that you humble yourself and know that it's loving and his ways are better than ours and his gifts are good and so with that um we have a couple of things super fast friend yeah so every saturday we have we see you kitchen going out and so make sure to um check out our website www.untilwearise.org and go on there. You can sign up to be a volunteer. Um, We package meals, go out, pray for people, take food. And then every other Wednesday we have volunteer day. So also if you maybe aren't available on a Saturday, but you're available Wednesday afternoon, come help us. We package um, the boxes for Elias gifts, prepare the items that go in there. So you're more than welcome to come. And along with that, we do have Elias run coming up. So make sure you are paying attention to our website and our social medias. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, subscribe to our website so you don't miss any information. 
And the last thing I just want to remind you guys is that until we arise, what won't change in our lives, in our family, in our communities, and in our world? Until we arise. Until we arise. God bless you guys. Bye. Bye.